0: welcome back to the book people where i interview people whose lives and careers revolve around books i'm your host Ashwarya, and today we are talking about bookstagrammers and book influencers i personally love bookstagram accounts and i love following them because i find out about so many new and interesting books that i would have never heard of otherwise but today i'm talking to resh susan she started her Bookstagram account, The Book Satchel, on a complete whim in 2015, and today she has established herself in the book world, and she has over 66,000 followers on social media. If you're always on the lookout for new books and new authors, you can tune into our other podcast, Books and Beyond with Bound, where we interview authors and find out more about their creative process. But right now, Resh is going to talk to me about how she decides which books to review, what makes a good book review, and how you can build your platform and become an influencer. So let's dive in. Hi, Resh. Hi, welcome. (laughs) Hi. So I want to know about your journey with the book satchel, you know, because I know that you started in December 2015 Mm -hmm. with your blog and your Instagram. So how did you decide to start this? You know, what was your intention behind it?
1: So uh, starting the book satchel was more like stumbling into it. I was in a kind of a stressful time in my life. I was looking for some kind of hobby distraction. I was making a list of things that I could do. Book blog was kind of like the last thing in the list. But it seemed to be the only feasible thing because half the work was already done because I was reading anyway and then I just need to write about the books. So it was the most, uh, what do you say, time effective thing that I could think of in the list. So I just took the plunge and, you know, thought I'd write about books because I enjoy reading them anyway. And during the same time, I stumbled onto Instagram And before that, I didn't know what was Instagram. (laughs) I wasn't an, you know, not an Instagram kind of person. I I think I have, I started a personal account just one month before Book Satchel. And I have just one picture there all these years. Never updated.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So then uh, I took a picture of what I was reading or what I was talking about. So... You know, I also wanted to ask you about the photography aspect of it because I know that you were sort of learning photography Mm -hmm. when you started the book satchel and you sort of merged these two interests together. So Mm -hmm. what has that
1: been like? Uh, So for me, it was a lot of trial and error. So you take a photograph and, you know, after after a few days when you look at it, you know, in some photos, something works. Like there is something that catches the eye. I think I spend a little time uh reading about color and how colors match with each other you know you shouldn't have colors that clash in a photograph it's a lot of trial and error basically and googling lots of google (laughs) and practice i read somewhere that uh you have to take a hundred photographs that you think are good And all those will be really bad photographs after, you know, three months or something. So that was really true in my case. When I look back, I'm like, oh, these are so bad. Why did I post them? But, you know, it's part of the journey.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think that's inevitable. It's how you grow as a reader and even as a writer. You get more picky with books as you get older, I believe. When you're young, you just read anything and everything. But as you're older, you are like, okay, is this worth my time? Will I gain something if I read it?
0: So how do you decide which book to read? You know? And do you blog about every book that you've read? I used to review
1: a lot more when I started out because it felt like you know the best thing to do. You read a book and you write about it. So yes. if you check my really old reviews on the blog, you would notice that it comes uh, in a set structure, you know, some introduction, what's good about it, what's bad about it, conclusion, it's the same thing. But as I kept writing that, I felt it had no life, that kind of post. Like even when I'm reading, I'm like, oh, good, one, two, three, Uh, something bad about the book, one, two, three. And that's not what a reader expects. So now I write something i mean when i write something about a book i speak about how it the book spoke to me personally like did i right. connect with something in the book or maybe i connected with nothing in the book but i really liked the language or the way the author used the words sometimes there's a rhythm in the prose so yes. what yeah what stood out to me i write that because i think someone who is looking at a review of the book would like to know what exactly to expect from the book. They do not need to know everything good or everything bad about the book. If there's some something glaringly bad or glaringly good, yes, you have to mention that. But otherwise I try to write books with a personal connection in mind. And it, it does not really mean that, uh, uh, you know, the book uh, needs to be a positive review or, uh, it has to be a book that really spoke to you sometimes a book doesn't work for you but you know in your mind that this book will work for a person with this 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 interest and yes. so you know the review has to be modeled in a way that these people would like it but if you're someone with taste like
0: me you might not really enjoy it. i definitely agree because uh, i think when we all read books we either find something emotional to connect to or we find something interesting and in- that we don't like right so it's all about your perspective more than just what this book is about your experience of reading this book
1: right and that's also something I learned by reading others work like when I read reviews or uh, book stuff where someone is talking about the advantages and the disadvantages of a book it really didn't Uh, you know stand out to me I didn't feel like reading it but on the other hand when someone says these things did not work for me in the book at all when someone feels very strongly whether it is in a positive way or a negative way I'm interested in knowing their opinions their thoughts why it did not work for them or why it worked for them so yeah so then that's how I write
0: as well. I think that's also what makes it accessible, you know, because I think the analysis is a very literature thing, right? As a literature student, <laughs> once upon a time, it's what you do, right? Like you read books and you analyze and you say, oh, it had these themes which were interesting and it had this and it, has, it had that, but there is no space for yourself as a reader. There's no space exactly, for exactly. what you feel, how something makes you feel, what do you enjoy? You know, your personal tastes, likes and dislikes in terms of reading. Exactly. And I think like blogging or, you know, like bookstagramming is that space where you can give your opinions, right? Like where you can say, I like this. I don't care if it's a good or bad thing, you know, this is what I like and this is what I dislike. Right, I think right. that's what also makes it maybe more accessible to readers.
1: Yes, because all readers, uh, they're not related to the academic space. Some of them, yeah. they read just for fun. You know, it doesn't have to be uh, a book with a lot of meaning or a lot of something between the lines or a lot of metaphors yeah. and all that. You know, if it provides an entertainment value, some readers are satisfied and they, those readers are important as well.
0: So do you have um, certain favorite genres or what kind of books do you like to read? Uh, it... Um,
1: I read a lot of different genres, so <laughs> it has turned out lucky for me. So i I think when I write reviews, I do a lot of uh, literary fiction, and um, and books by women actually. That's not a genre, but usually I big yeah, yeah, yeah. books by women. But I read a lot of um, dystopian, a little bit of fantasy. Uh, I I enjoy short stories a lot, but this year, I mean, not this year, 2020, I think I read very few short stories. I like translated literature a lot, especially uh, translations from Asia and um, Indian translation, especially those from South India and Northeast India. Northeast, I haven't read much, but it's something I really want to explore. Yeah. And I also read middle grade uh, middle grade fantasy. So, I have a newsletter. So, I mostly write about middle grade in the newsletter. Yeah, so oh, it, it's okay. just a mixed bag of different, different things. <laughs> <laughs> and I like cozy, comforting reads. I
0: like that too. Yes. Yeah. I have this. So, my comfort read always is um, Chocola by Joanne Harris. Mm -hmm. and it's just I mean obviously I like the book I like the story but it's just for the descriptions of chocolate I read it two years
1: ago and you know every time I read it I crave for chocolate (laughs) it's beautifully written
0: yeah so it's my because I I forgot my favorite genre eating chocolate yes
1: yes my favorite genre is magical realism but I keep forgetting it when I speak to a different (laughs) person
0: Yeah. Do you have comfort reads that, you know, you go to certain things? Uh, I do enjoy
1: these uh, countryside reads, British countryside uh, books, and these crumbling mansions, uh, rich (laughs) aristocrats of 1800s. Those kind of books I really enjoy. I find it very comforting. Yeah. Those are my comfort reads. Or sometimes a golden mystery. Is something like i gather christy i i really enjoy oh, that you know you don't have I'm to think so much you don't have to think so much and you know it, it goes like this person is dead now we're going to find who killed you you are not sitting there and thinking oh this person is dead i'm sad this person's wife is sad you know it just moves fast i yes. i like yeah i really
0: like golden mysteries me too. I love Agatha Christie. I have a collection of Agatha Christie novels <laughs> because they are they are very comforting. I agree. They're sort of like, there's a formula to it, but they're still right surprising. They're yes. able to still surprise you. Right. Definitely. Have your tastes changed over time, especially since you started blogging? Uh, yes, a lot. Uh, I mean,
1: okay, I wouldn't say taste, but I would say I've become more and more picky over the years yeah so uh in the beginning you are like oh i want to read all the new books i want to read what's hot and in season and you know all that Mm -hmm. but uh now i think i've become very very picky and i do read more backlist titles now yeah and it's good that uh, you know, when, you, when I started this uh, writing on my website and Instagram, I got introduced to so many new authors and writers, books, all that, which I would never have gotten if I hadn't been in that space. So that has been a really, really added advantage of being there.
0: Yeah. No, I think social media has sort of done that, right? It has... Mm. I think reading used to be such a solitary activity. Like for me growing up, right? It was something that you did sitting at home during summer vacation, (laughs) like reading your own book and it was such a solitary. And now it has just become such a community thing. Right. Because of, you know, obviously Instagram and other social media where you have these, obviously you have book clubs always, Mm -hmm. but now you have these communities and you have, so many people reading so many books so you have so many book recommendations like you have so right. many potential books that you can read but never get to yeah and <laughs> end uh, up reading
1: there is also this factor of uh, accessibility and and connecting people because you can just sit in your room maybe after a tired day and you can just say from your room what book you like For people who make uh, YouTube videos on books. You're sitting in their room talking about books, but people around the world are seeing them and taking their recommendations. And that's really something. I think social media has really connected readers.
0: I think it's made reading cool. Do you think that's true? Reading was always cool. But now others know
1: that we are cool. (laughs) Exactly.
0: What makes a book good? Um... Personally,
1: I like it if a book has good language. That's something I really appreciate and enjoy. But otherwise, I'm not very picky in, uh, you know, what works for me. Sometimes I like very plot driven books, if it's written well. And at other times, if it's a character driven novel with no plot in my, you know, no plot in sight, I don't mind. I still like it. So... Yeah, as long as it's good language, I'm okay with it. Whether it has a plot or whether it's more character driven. I do like it when there is some kind of entertaining value to the book. You know, whether it be you get an emotional connection to the characters or it's a light breezy read and you feel very relaxed and nice. Anything, but something should be there. Some
0: That's all. So are book covers important to you as well? Like, Do they... Uh make do they influence whether you read a book or not
1: uh not really not so much but after I started you know over the last three four years I've grown to appreciate cover designs more and so just like you find new authors now I know there are so many illustrators who work and I'm familiar with the work of different illustrators uh so that has been helpful. So, and I follow a few people on Twitter and you know social media. So that is good in a way, but I wouldn't be like if the book has a bad cover, then I won't pick it up. No, I'm not like that. Though I do not like movie time versions, I think they are I, I think they should be banned. <laughs> <laughs> they are so unappealing and they look so bad. And the only advantage is they come at a lower price so sometimes you have to buy it but I really hate the movie time cover so if I can avoid buying a movie time cover I would do that of course pretty books are always eye candy I enjoy seeing them but it doesn't really influence what I read However, if suppose you're browsing a bookstore and there's a really striking cover, then you tend to pick that book first, I feel. So the cover design, is really, really important to the book. I love Coralie Bigfoot designs. Uh, I love uh, Yeti who works in Tinder press. She does amazing cover designs. Uh, then this year, from India, I really like the cover of the women who invented Facebook and other stories. I thought that yes. was a very nice and interesting cover. It, you see that cover, you want to pick the book up. Uh, that was really nice.
0: Yes, then, I was going to mention that exact book for the cover. But ah. so you've been able to, you know, build this community and you have this blog. So what is it like to have that kind of influence over what people read?
1: I think it comes with a lot of responsibility, which is another reason why I am very, very picky with the books. So um, I do get a lot of review requests and I try to see if that book will work for me because I don't think think it makes sense to simply take a book because it's new. If it does not work for me, you know, I'm gonna be like, ah, this was okay. And even my audience wouldn't be the people who enjoy the book so it does not make sense so I try to be picky with what I read I go through the blurb I see um, you know if I have read the author before
0: mm-hmm. yeah it
1: goes through all that process so I am picky that's one thing and it comes with a lot of responsibility because I would like to match a book with the intended reader not simply talk about a book and say ah oh, this right. is good yeah because what is good to me might not be good to another person. So often I'll try to give something like, if you enjoyed this book, you might enjoy this book, which is really easy for other people to connect with.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah, that's it. I think the responsibility part is it's a
0: major thing. No, definitely. And I think, you know, because you are someone who reads so many translations, you know, and you read, of a diverse range of books do you also feel like there is a little bit of pressure to make sure that the books you're featuring are diverse or um, in some sense like underrated in order to make sure that they're getting some of exposure or that people are hearing about these authors or books that they might not maybe know that much about?
1: Not really, because as I said before, since my reading list itself is kind of, you know, all over the place, genre-wise and country-wise, so it's usually what I'm reading at the moment. But I do feel, I wish I feature more underrated gems. Uh, Like last year, there was this book, I mean in 2020, Name place, Animal Thing from Zuban. Uh, It it was such a wonderful book. It was about nostalgia and uh, growing up in Shillong. It it was written so well and it was so amazing. But I think it it is really underrated. I didn't see a lot of it on social media. And I really hope more people read that book this year, maybe. I wish I could read more uh, Korean books, Korean translations, because... I enjoy Korean dramas a lot.
0: (laughs) So it just I saw I saw that you have a you have an article on your blog about Korean dramas. They are so good. (laughs) They are so
1: entertaining. And sometimes you're like, is that even a plot? But you're like, oh okay, happy. Everyone is
0: happy in the end. No, I have Uh, so many friends who have gotten so much into K-pop and K drama that they're learning Korean during the pandemic. Yes. Just so that... <laughs> I started learning it, um, you know, two weeks, and I was like, oh, there's no
1: time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so do you also end up, you know, working with publishers to uh, feature certain books? And what is that like? Uh, for people who might want to become like book bloggers or bookstagrammers, you know, want to enter that space. It's them to sort of understand how um because it's sort of a space which is not within the publishing industry per se but is adjacent to it you know complementary to it how does that work so um
1: at this point um i am in touch with publicists and you know over the years many of them know me and i know some of them so when some book comes uh, some book release is there that fits with my reading taste, usually I'll be sent an email, or yeah, email usually, asking if would you like to have a copy and uh, for a review consideration. And yes, if it's something that sounds like something I'll enjoy, I accept it. So for someone who is new, I'd say the best way would be to write an email. There would be an email uh, in the website of the publisher Just write an email, introduce yourself, uh, introduce your platform and work. Like if you have a website, what is it about what you focus on? Uh, If you would like to mention some stats, mention the stats. Uh, If you want, you can link one review or something. Yeah, and then just ask them, would you, do you have a review copy? I would love to have a copy I would love to request for a copy and just send it and 99% of the time you wouldn't get a reply because that is just how (laughs) it is yeah Uh, so just try again after two months or three months yeah that's all and keep a watch out on Instagram and Twitter because lots of publishers they do a lot of giveaways and sometimes Mm -hmm. publishers. The, you send out a tweet or something that, you know, review copies are up for grabs. Is there anyone who is interested? I haven't seen that a lot in India, but uh, yeah. US and UK, you see that a lot. And mostly it's for their country, as it for US and UK, but yeah. international arcs are also being given like that. So you just have to reply to that. And maybe dm them or email them your thing and if they think you're a good fit they'll send it to you
0: publicists give a lot of you know advanced reader copies out and have a lot of giveaways in canada when i was Mm -hmm. um working in publishing there and i was doing my publishing course but in india i haven't seen that as much
1: yes even i i have noticed that in, in case of advanced reading copies i don't think uh India has that many advanced reading copies, maybe soft copies, but not physical advanced reading copies. Yeah, soft copies are there, but uh, they're not really easy to read because there's a huge watermark in between (laughs) and you cannot send it to your Kindle. You have to read it as a PDF, it's quite strenuous. But India, I think mostly we have finished books being sent out, yeah. But in case of US, Canada, UK, you do get advanced reading copies. I guess it depends on the marketing budget for the particular book. They have (laughs) a wider audience and we have a smaller audience. Yes. Yes.
0: Do you have any tips for uh, people who want to maybe start a blog or who are considering starting a Bookstagram account?
1: Don't wait to be that perfect person or that perfect writer or that perfect photographer to start it's only when you start that you'll make mistakes and you'll make so many mistakes that you'll be so embarrassed (laughs) of yourself (laughs) like I would never read any of the older things that I've written because I'll be so embarrassed I want to delete them all and you know start new in 2021 so uh, you are going to make mistakes but that's how you learn you need to make mistakes and, and the thing is, you are making mistakes in front of so many other people. Like if you are writing in a diary and keeping it, uh, you're simply writing something and keeping it. You're never revisiting it or, you know, going through one more round of edits or something like that. But when you are publishing yeah. something, whether it's an Instagram caption or a post, you write it. Then you read it again, you'll find so many errors. You read it once again, you'll find so many errors. And then as you write, you'll realize that these things don't work or these things make my post very boring. So how can you make it interesting? How can I be a better writer? Something that happened with me when I was writing Instagram captions was, Mm -hmm.
0: I mean, not now,
1: you know, early in the long, long ago days. (laughs) It just felt like I had the same thing to say every day And the same set of words, you know, how do you, okay, you had tea, but you cannot write, I had tea, next post, I had tea, I had tea. There's something, (laughs) you need to add something. And it really helps you to, as I said, take a step back and see how you can describe something or how you can say something so that it expresses what you are feeling or how you can say something so that it moves the other person who is reading it. And that comes just with practice and falling down and getting up. Don't be disheartened. Don't be disheartened of the stats because as um, probably all the people who watch this, they already know the Instagram algorithm is a brutal (laughs) one. It wasn't like that when I started out. So even... It's brutal for everyone. There is no reach. And I have no idea what they are thinking with that algorithm. Yeah, so And it keeps changing
0: keep, as well, which can Yes, be I have no idea
1: what is happening. And it really makes you not love it so much. Uh, I think maybe four years or three, four years ago, I used to love Instagram so much. But now I'm like, oh, okay, whatever <laughs> I do, it doesn't work. But the community about- is there. Yeah. so I stay for the community so don't go what downstairs. about Reels? I haven't Can done you, it I am a, I'm an old in that department I don't know I feel like uh, maybe 5 years ago I would have done it but I feel uh, a little old <laughs> but Reels is really good for engagement that's what I've heard yeah Yeah, they are really pushing out reels into everyone's face. So yeah, if you've been
0: doing, I've been doing reels for bound. Like Uh bound has been trying to do more reels, and it is it's actually very fun. Like it takes forever and very a very long drawn process, and it takes up a lot of time. But when it's done, it feels fun, costly to me. So Uh yeah, it a try.
1: It's it's very entertaining that I should admit. Because if it's not entertaining, you're not gonna watch it,
0: right? So, what about you know the pandemic? Let's come to elephant in the room that has been 2020. Has <laughs> <laughs> it how has how it affected? Has it affected you know your reading habits in any way? Yes,
1: a lot. Actually, I think uh, the pandemic news set in in March or something, and I couldn't read anything for months. Uh, know that stress and the tension was always there at the back of the head um yeah yeah, and we were stuck here we couldn't travel anywhere and i'm a freelancer so work was also a lot of projects were cancelled and i'm thinking about money that there's so many things and even thinking are we gonna die (laughs) those kind of thoughts yeah i couldn't read at all and then i read uh otessa moshfek's book the Year of Rest and Relaxation. And yes. I think that kind of pulled me into the reading mode. I really enjoyed it. And after that, yeah, it was okay. But then I started reading backlist books, some books which were always on my, you know, someday I will read list like mm-hmm. uh, Middle March and The Secret History. And that kind of, you know, um, put me back on the step.
0: Yeah, I think I've also been rereading a lot. So I also spent months where I couldn't read mm-hmm. because, like that, you can't help very it. Very difficult to get that focus, right? To be right. able to deeply immerse yourself into a book and focus on it. You have to follow what is happening in the
1: story. Right, right. I didn't read any new books for quite a while, but yeah, yeah. Good books. I've also
0: been rereading a back, lot. I guess. Like
1: yeah. I read I read the secret history for the first time in 2020 and I was blown away. I was like, wow. And my review is just one line. It's it's worth the hype. That's all. <laughs> <it's worth it. laughs> because there's nothing I want to say about it. It's so perfect. So I'm
0: so doing books based, based on the hype. I'm just curious. I don't. I don't. <laughs> Which is why uh, i actually don't like to read books which are very which become very very popular Mm -hmm. because i feel like i'm a contrarian at heart so i refuse to read something same same, same, same. if it's too mainstream i can't do it so it has to be like popular enough where um like people certain people i trust or uh actually like feminist platforms telling me to read a book i'll read it you know Mm -hmm. but if it's too popular i won't the self-help thing is an exception to the rule yes and that is
1: something i would add you know when you are in uh writing about books or talking about books online it's really nice to experiment i used to experiment a lot pick up books that i would never pick up you know it helps to know your reading taste if you never pick a book, how do you know whether you like it or not like it?
0: Exactly. Okay. Coming back to the pandemic, final question for the pandemic. Do you think it is going to change the kind of books that get published over the next few years? Or is it going to change the way, you know, the publishing industry functions?
1: I think there's definitely a lot of books in pandemic fiction that is going to be published. Yeah, so and a lot of people are writing it as well. So yeah, that's definitely there. But um, as a reader, I do hope we have more of hopeful books and books that bring joy and not just books that remind us of that terrible, terrible year that we have had. (laughs) So yeah, as a reader, that is my wish.
0: I hope writers are listening. (laughs) So what's next for you in 2021?
1: Or for the next five I, years? I never make
0: plans. What's the plan?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I never make plans because I seldom stick to them. I'm more of an impulsive person. So mm-hmm. even book, Sajal, it was kind of on an impulse. And uh, I still have one notebook paper where I've written, stop that, do work. <laughs> like I had other work to do. So I still have it and I'm glad I didn't listen to that. It was like one reminder or posted that, you know, stop doing that and do your actual work. So I am a very impulsive person. So I seldom make any plans. But yeah, this year I hope I'll read more backlist titles. I'm planning to cut down on my new books reading, yeah. And I want to read lesser. I think that's the wrong thing to say in this discussion. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I'm hoping to read lesser because uh, there are some other things I want to do, like travel a bit or cook more. Yes. I course.
0: didn't,
1: uh, yeah, <laughs> I want to do some experimental cooking and stuff, and all of that requires time. So, yeah, and visit people more. I haven't visited so many of my <laughs> relatives and friends for such a long time. So, I think a lot of time is gonna go for that if the pandemic is over. Yeah, so,
0: when? until then I'll when? be reading. <laughs> Currently, so how many books do you end up reading like during a month? Um, I mean, it doesn't uh, have to
1: be an exact number. <laughs> so over the year, I think I read about a hundred, eighty to hundred over a year. Oh. yeah but it's not uh, it's not like they are all big chunky books or uh, you know heavy classics or literary fiction or something since I do uh, I do read a lot of genres some of them are picture books some of them are children's books some of them are middle grade graphic novels so you know the number doesn't really graphic mean novels. much yeah. Yeah. <laughs> number doesn't really mean much and I also read many books at a time so At a time, I would have some four or five books in my list. And I would be reading all of them simultaneously.
0: I get bored very easily. How do you do that? How do you read simultaneously? Do you read like one book for an hour and then you take a break from that book? So you read another book? Yeah,
1: yeah, something like that. Probably it won't be. Yeah. (laughs) Like if I'm (laughs) reading it at night, I would read some 50, 70 pages of one book and then move on to another book because I get bored very easily so I need to keep myself on my toes <laughs> and uh, I don't have this some people have a problem of plots clashing and they can't read many ah. books at a time I don't have that problem and usually when I pick the books I pick different things like I wouldn't yeah, like put, different
0: genres so yes, it wouldn't yes
1: Yes, confusing. yes, exactly. So it's just like watching TV. One day you're watching a documentary. Next day you're watching a chick flick. And next day you're watching something more serious. Yeah, it just feels like that.
0: So what are you reading right now?
1: Um, I just finished a middle grade book called A Pinch of Magic by Michelle Harrison. Should I ask you questions now?
0: <laughs> what are you reading right now? Um, I'm going to read Nisha Susan. I am, I feel like now I suddenly feel like, oh, I'm also a simultaneous reader and I feel very cool about myself. Like I feel proud. <laughs> like now I can go brag about this to people, but no, I'm going to read Nisha Susan. Um, I'm reading, I'm listening to Atomic Habits. Mm-hmm. I am I'm also reading, um, I don't remember the author's name right now, but i uh, Eleanor Oliphant is fine. Oh, I love that book. It's such a,
1: you know, heartwarming, lovable, such a wonderful book. You know, you feel so happy reading it. I just gave it to my neighbor
0: yesterday on New Year to borrow. That one also has a great cover with the mm-hmm. match sticks as a house. Yeah, yeah.
1: True, I love true. that
0: book. I, I
1: really like it when cover designers pay that extra attention to the plot of the book and then have it on the cover it adds that extra zing you know
0: yes i i really like that um so thank you so much for doing this for coming here and talking to me answering all these fun questions about books
1: a pleasure a pleasure it's always (laughs) nice to talk about books
0: So that was Resh Susan talking about how being an influencer comes with a lot of responsibility in terms of what kind of books you read and review because you have so much power over people's reading choices. Finding out that she reads 4-5 to books at the same time made me feel like, oh, maybe I can do this as well. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and all of our amazing book recommendations. This podcast is brought to you by Bound, a company that helps you tell your stories. And you can find us at Bound India on all social media platforms and find the video version of this series on our YouTube channel. If you want to listen to your favourite authors talk about books, their creative process and their writing routines, check out our OG podcast, Books and Beyond with Bound. Tara and Michelle interview some of the finest authors of India. Thanks for tuning in to The Book People. I'm Ashwarya, and I'll be back next week with another guest and a new question to answer. Until then, keep reading!